0: Welcome to Entrench, a 21 Pilots podcast. Hello, local dreamers. Welcome to Entrench. My name is Anna, and this is episode 43, Truce. Make sure you listen to the song beforehand and are ready for an in-depth analysis of track 12 off Vessel. Today, I'm once again joined by one of my womb friends, Laura.
1: Hello. Hello. I'm so excited to be here. Every time. I love talking to you.
0: We're talking about the shortest song today, but we both have, like, the same amount of notes as normal.
1: (laughs) Yes, so (laughs) buckle
0: up. Uh, Yeah, I feel like I thought about doing a um, trigger warning, but I feel like this one's more just, like, it's helpful instead of hurtful, Mm -hmm. so... Mm -hmm. A couple of background things, the song is recorded in Los Angeles. I can't remember if like most of the album was, but I just thought that was interesting. And then um, there's quite a bit of a paragraph I'm going to read that Tyler explained when he was talking about the song. He said, Truce is cool because it's just me and the piano. I remember when I was talking to my producer about what we wanted the piano to sound like. He put it best. He said, you know, I want the piano to sound kind of distant, like it's behind several layers of curtains or something. And so we kind of got a sound that's a little bit eerie and not too in your face, just to kind of give the vocals that, the room to really say what it is that they're trying to say. And Truce is one of those songs that I just wanted to tell people, hang in there, you know, there's someone out there who does know what you're going through. I know that there's a lot of bands that say they want to use music to help people, and I know a lot of that might be full of crap. But if someone is encouraged at all by the music that I write, then my whole life will be justified. So, I mean, I would be crazy not to try. Oh
1: my gosh, praise God. <laughs> Look, come <I> on! Oh, <sighs> well... It definitely helped me, so good job, Tyler. Yes. <laughs> your, your life is worth it. It was anyway, but...
0: I feel like this is one of the songs for me that, like, my emotion toward it is so vast that it's really hard to explain. Mm-hmm. Agreed. <laughs> Even though, like, the lyrics are fairly straightforward, it's still, like, it just, like, hits something deep inside me.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Why did you pick this song?
1: Oh, this is my favorite song that they it made. is and i think yes 100 percent it's my favorite 21 pilot song and i think that even if they come out with great songs in the future like it's never nothing can take its place just because of what it has meant to me mm-hmm.
0: um
1: just because i like struggled a lot in middle school and high school as you know with depression and so this mm-hmm. song i basically i literally would put it on repeat. And, like, fall asleep to it. And in my seasons of depression, I had a horrible time trying to fall asleep. Yeah. And so this song was, like, something that was – it just, like, got me through. Those, like, really long and really hard nights. Mm-hmm. And I'm just, like, so – there's just, like, so much of that connected to it that, again, like, even if they have, like, a, an amazing song that comes along long later, yeah. it's just
0: not going to – it can't do that same thing for me. So, Which is so interesting because I'm pretty sure – this is the only song without Josh. Oh, my gosh. It's just piano. Gosh,
1: I didn't think
0: about that. <laughs> not, the, like, the, not bearing on how much you love the song. <laughs> I was not implying anything about Josh. Oh, my gosh. But, uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's the only song without drums. I did like how he talked about the piano sounding like it's behind curtains. I feel like mm-hmm. it does a good job of that. It almost gave me, like... Vibes of like really old home video, like the music's just kind of like flickering along, and then the voice comes in like above Mm -hmm. the fainter sound.
1: Yeah, I think to me, the music, if we're talking about the music, um, I mean, I love it so much, but it just sounds like a lullaby to me, and maybe that's because of how I used it. Um, Mm -hmm. but like, you know, when parents or whatever, when you're singing a lullaby, like, you know, the melody that's happening behind it, even though you're not getting that like musically, mm-hmm. you're just getting it through someone's voice. Um, and it, it reminds me of that too. Like when I, I can like do the same thing with this song. If like someone was just singing the words, like I could hear that music behind it. And yeah. And I love it. And I also think the piano, like it just sounds like nighttime to me. Mm-hmm. And again, maybe that's because of how I used it, but yeah, it like it, The piano, I think, just sounds like stars. I don't know. I just really love it.
0: Yeah. It also reminds me, it's very, like, muffled and echoey, and this might just be because of the music video, but I do think of, like, sitting, playing in this tiny little spotlight and, like, you're in this huge theater and everything else is dark. It's just kind of like Mm -hmm. this little circle of light in the midst of really thick darkness.
1: Yes think that's a good metaphor for how yeah <laughs> I mean me and a lot of people I think a lot of people have used this song in a similar way to me where it's like this is the song of hope like this is what's gonna like help get me through this season mm-hmm. um, and I think that that is the image that that it is like this song is like that light in the surrounding yeah just circle of darkness yeah
0: I feel like without Josh it also adds the effect of like he really em- Tyler really emphasizes with feeling alone even when there's mm-hmm. Literally, someone else in the studio, or yeah, oh. yeah. <laughs> Nuggets being crazy. So... <laughs> I love Nugget. She loves my hamper. <laughs> um, I also thought it was interesting. I kind of thought about the previous two albums. So, Isle of Flightless Birds ends the self titled album, and Clear ends Regional at Best. I kind of feel like I listened to both of them a little bit, they kind of give me like similar musical vibes. Um, And they're both very, like, focused on, like, big spiritual themes. Mm -hmm. And I feel like the song is still for Vessel. It's a universal ending, but it's also a lot more simple and straightforward compared to the other two albums. But I do agree with you. I think when he does the ooze, especially, it's very Mm lullaby-esque. So should we jump into the lyrics?
1: Um, Yeah, let's do it. Okay. So. Well okay first I want to say I actually do want to disclaimer before this one because mm-hmm. I think Tyler is very directly talking to his audience in this song and we are about to go way too far into what else it maybe means when like Tyler did not probably mean it yeah And so like I just Kate was talking to me about that too and I was asking her I was talking to her about it like yeah it um and she was like no I think that this is like now the night is coming to an end is more like there's like fans in the room this is a concert and he like wants you Mm -hmm.
0: to like I didn't even think of it like that (laughs) wow I've literally never thought of it like that
1: because he just like loves live music and so I just sort of imagine when he's writing
0: songs like he's
1: incorporating like some some of that like those feelings of like okay if this is going to be played live like Mm -hmm. what is it going to be like and so you know the night's coming to an end. He wants everyone to, like, have that sunrise later and, and try again the next day. And he wants them to stay alive, like, just for him. Like, if, if for no other reason. Like, stay alive mm-hmm. for me. Um, and so he, like, fears the night again. Like, not necessarily just for, like, his own mental health. But for, like, he doesn't know who's going to be left at mm-hmm. the end. That's why he's like, I hope I'm not my only friend. Like, are there, you guys are going to come back, right? Like, you're going to still be here. Yeah. Um, And so I wanted to just preface with that. Like, I think that there's more of a that meaning actually going on in the song. But if we're really going to dig into this spiritually, like, we're going to skew his meaning, I think. And so, (laughs) which I'm totally, I want to do. But Mm -hmm. that's fair. it needs a a little bit of a preface.
0: Yes. So So verse one, now the night is coming to an end. The sun will rise and we will try again. So much here. (laughs) I
1: know. It's two
0: lines in and I never thought of the now the concert's coming to an end. I feel like my initial thought it could be a lot of things like the end of a fight with mental health, like throughout the night, especially whether that's negative coping or fear or hopelessness. um... And I also think of, I always think of the ending of a tantrum because so much of his music feels like that. And I feel like so much of Vessel is kind of this coming to terms with like the way God handles our strong emotions. So this Mm -hmm. kind of felt like the epitome of, okay, like I'm going to calm down now because that's who God is, even though I don't want to. Yeah.
1: Like I've got all these other songs that I put out. Now this one is for like, okay. Deep breath after.
0: Yeah, um, and also as a note, um, the main thing I pulled out for truce as a definition is that it's an interruption in a war, mm. um, and I kind of I feel like in this sense it's an interruption of a war between yourself.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I never thought about the meaning of the title of the song. <laughs> That's yeah.
0: Great. Like, that brings so much weight to the quietness of it. And mm-hmm. it's like, okay, we're going to pause the war for a little bit and, like, say something.
1: Yeah. Which is, yeah, no, that's great. Because that's, like, exactly how I was using it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, I want to stop this, like, battle that I've been having in my head. Like, I want it to just stop for a minute. Yeah. And just be silent, you know, and silent with Tyler Joseph singing in the background. But still, mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: Yeah. I was going to add something, but did you have any other thoughts right now while I try to remember? Yeah.
1: Um, I don't, I always just pictured this song as like me. So like now the night is coming to an end because of the way that I like used it, listening to it while I was trying to go to sleep. I always picture that that person is like me after a night that I like didn't sleep at all. I've just been like up struggling. We sleep the whole night fighting battles in my head. Um, And so like now the night is coming to an end is literally like I have been up trying to deal with this like all night.
0: Mm -hmm. It's finally
1: ending. Like I finally can start my day like where I'll have distractions or, you know, I can like focus on anything else. I'm not just by myself in this bed, like trying not to hate myself, you know, Mm -hmm. and um, like praise the Lord that it did help me sleep so that I could actually be a functioning
0: teenager. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I feel yeah. like that would be cool, like, listen to this song and then listen to Before You Start Your Day right after it. I um, feel <laughs> like a little day routine with 21 Pilots.
1: Okay, well, that would be good.
0: Okay. Um,
1: um, and then in terms of the sun will rise, mm-hmm. it's obviously not spelled like this, but I love the play on words of the sun will rise, like God's sun will rise, because that is our hope and our salvation is that... You know, Christ died for us and he rose for us. And so Mm -hmm. I just like, I love that.
0: Mm. Um, I feel like he does sun, double meaning of sun a few mm -hmm. times in his music. I
1: think he does. And also that that line, the sun will rise and we will try again, specifically like the trying again reminds me of Lamentations 3, 22 and 23, where it says mercies never end and they're new every morning, Mm -hmm. you know. We try again because His mercies are new every morning. Like we get this this second opportunity because God is good because God is merciful toward us and He loves us. And so,
0: that's important. Yeah, I similarly like the sun as a symbol of hope and progress here, um, and how daytime comes around even when it doesn't feel like it. I feel like we can get really stuck in even just feeling like the literal nighttime is gonna last forever. And so, such a reprieve when we realize that, oh, daytime's coming anyway, even though it felt like the worst night ever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's about all I had for that verse. Thank you. And then we go into the chorus where he says, stay alive, stay alive for me. You will die, but now your life is free. Take pride in what is sure to die.
1: Thanks so much.
0: <laughs> so many notes. <laughs> I it took me so long though to figure out how much I care about the last line because the last line for those of you who don't know it's in my personal Instagram bio, and so just trying to like encapsulate why it was so mm-hmm. hard. <laughs> mm-hmm. But what are your initial thoughts? Well, let's
1: do it. Okay, well, stay alive, stay alive for me. That there's this verse in Philippians one twenty one basically, and then twenty three and twenty four too were. Paul says, for me to live is Christ and to die is gain. Mm In verses 23 and 24, I'm torn between the two. I long to depart and be with Christ, which is far better, but to remain in the flesh is more necessary for your sake. And that was a verse that helped me. Like, you know, I, (laughs) to die is gain was a huge focus of mine. Like, I just thought that it would be better. And of course it is not. And if you're having those kinds of thoughts, like talk to someone, talk to a counselor, like we to die is not (laughs) gain in the sense that Mm -hmm. it would be better if you were not here like it is better that you are here um but it that was like a verse that i focused on a lot and it was so hard for me believing that like remaining in the flesh would be necessary but it, it just is and um just because my own opinion of myself was so low does not mean that other others opinions were were low like that like there are people that We'll love you and, and miss you, and we do not want anyone
0: to do yeah. their own life. I think that's a good example, though, of how Satan can twist scripture mm-hmm. um, to achieve the desires that he wants, which is really creepy and scary.
1: Yeah. So, um, along with that line, though, like the the call for, like, stay alive, stay alive for me, I just think it's not funny, but, like, interesting that Tyler chose, like, those, those phrases because we are literally asking Christ the opposite of this. Like we need Christ to die for us. Hmm. Um, and like when we are sinning and we need mercy and we need grace, like we are asking Christ to die for us again, like die for me, die for me because I am like a a slave to my, to my sin, to these desires. Like I want freedom in Christ, but it's like hard. That sanctification process is long and hard. Mm -hmm. Um, and we need Christ to die for us so that we can be redeemed. And so I think it's, like, we want each other to stay alive, but, like, when we're talking to Christ, we, we literally need the opposite. And so, um, just like Ride says, sometimes living for someone is just as hard as dying for them.
0: Yeah, that's true. Um, I feel like he, he says stay alive first just by himself because I feel like it is a good reminder that it is reason enough that you should stay alive for yourself. Mm-hmm. But then he continues that if you don't believe that, then at least stay alive for someone else or for him. And I think that's really important because sometimes if you feel too weak yourself, it's a lot easier to find strength in what you hope for other people, even in the midst of darkness. And he says you will die. I feel like it's a good reminder that death is inevitable. Um, and because of that, like despite the flesh, don't make it a goal because it's going to happen anyway. And ultimately, like, there is freedom in dying naturally. There is freedom in knowing that when you decide to take the hard path and trust God with your life, that you're not fighting for control anymore. Yeah, it's it's just so easy to get caught up in wanting control because we are good at believing that we know what's best for ourselves, even if it's like, this isn't worth it anymore. Um But luckily, God sees a lot farther than we can. Um, And so I'll never forget Noel at our church we grew up at. Um, He used this image of how we can only see the underside of a cross stitch, but God sees the top design. Um, And so just trusting that even when it's messy and hard, that you're, you're only seeing part of it and you can't see the full picture which I understand is a lot easier to say than do because I'm someone who has very strong emotions, but um, I don't know. Do you have any tips for like how to remember that your feelings are just feelings, even if it's like hopelessness or like they can be valid as far as what you're feeling, but that doesn't mean they're true. And I feel like you need to find a way to, back yourself up to that perspective where you're seeing it more objectively. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. I mean, everyone's different. They'll find like different tools for that, but I know taking tools from Jesus is always a a good call. Um, Mm -hmm. And I can imagine that that is something that he did during his like time being tempted in the wilderness by, by the devil, you know, where like he, he's being told by Satan, like, I will give you all this. I will give you all this control. And like, regardless of like whether or not Jesus felt like, oh, I want that or, you know, whatever, whatever he was feeling. His response was always like spewing scripture at Satan. He's like, yeah. get, get away from me. This is the truth. Um, and so I think finding, like using a time when you're, when you're feeling okay to find and write down some Bible verses that you know are true, that will potentially be helpful for you in those moments. And then when you are feeling down, just being able to go back to this like journal or page or whatever of these Um Bible verses so that you can like share truths with yourself during those moments, instead of focusing on the feelings. Um, that can be really, really helpful. There's a a quote that I was going to share later, but I think it's applicable to share it now. Mm -hmm. Um, at the church that I'm at, I'm not sure if they were quoting someone else or it's just something the pastor came up with or whatever, but he was talking about like, as, as Christians, like what we know, what we believe those things. Um, he said, we shout these truths in the light so that we can stand on them in the dark.
0: And I think that Mm -hmm. like
1: that hit me and I was like, oh my gosh, yes. Like we need to be solid in what we know is true so that in our periods of darkness where we're surrounded and we think that we're alone, we think that, you know, we can't see what we've been believing in where we're just like sitting alone there. Like having those truths inside of us that we can stand on in those dark Mm -hmm. times is, it's very helpful.
0: So, yeah. I also, something I always remember is I took a hiking trip in Colorado with Young Life, which is a um, high school ministry organization, for those of you who don't know. And so we hiked in the woods for a week, and a lot of it was very physically challenging. And I just remember, like, God brought to mind so many different scriptures while I was struggling, like, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of of death, I will fear no evil. Um, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. And I feel like I'm always, like, I struggle with memorization just as a concept. Like, it's just not the thing that comes easiest to me. But there's so much value in memorizing scripture when you can, because God will just give you the tools yes. when you need them. And yeah, I, I feel like another good one is Hebrews twelve one through 2, about how sin will cling so closely. But Um, We can run the race of endurance looking Mm -hmm. to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith. Mm -hmm. Um, And really believing that scripture can be used as like your weapons and tools against spiritual warfare is really important.
1: I mean, that's what it is. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. Like what a great offensive weapon, not even just defensive, you know.
0: Mm -hmm. And it's believable because it's not just like coming from you or your feelings.
1: Right. Exactly. It's like if you're, mm-hmm. you know, if you believe that God is good, that he's here for you, that he's done these things for you, then like you will, you believe his word. And so taking those truths as truth that you can stand on firmly, it's like yeah. the only foundation that, you know, firm foundation that's not, it's not going anywhere.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, the other alternative I took to you will die, but now your life is free is um, in order to continue living, you'll have to die to yourself. But it's also freedom because it means that you're saved by Christ, um, which you kind of already talked about before. But the freedom of laying down our chains to have Christ substitute for them is such a gift. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, that's what my notes are. Romans 8, 1, Therefore there is now no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus. And especially with Galatians 5, 1, For freedom Christ set us free. We're not bound by the law anymore. Christ came, he fulfilled the law. We only have to believe, like, we will die, mm-hmm. but Christ also, he's the one that, that died for us too, you know, and now mm-hmm. our life is free. Like we don't, we're not bound by that. And we get this free gift of salvation that like Jesus came, lived a perfect life for us, died as our substitution on the cross and raised from the dead so that we, so that, that he could defeat, you know, sin, Satan and death and that we can live forever with him in heaven. Mm-hmm. Like just that, the, literally that gospel truth I, I hear in this, like you will die, but now your life is free.
0: Yeah, it is cool how, like, you could just, what's the word, like, absorb and retain so much scripture that you can say something simple, but it still reflects, like, your understanding of scripture. Like, I don't know if he rationally was doing that, but I feel like you can tell that he really absorbs a lot of scripture regardless. Yeah,
1: and, like, that's, you know, the point of this podcast is looking at it through a Christian yeah. lens. And so. <laughs> yeah. The take pride in what is sure to die. I'll start so that you can really focus on yours later. Um, So that just goes back to what I was saying about how Jesus is sure to die. Like we have eternal life in Christ. Our old self dies and our new self is free. Romans 6, 6. For we know that our old self was crucified with him so that the body ruled by sin might be rendered powerless so that we may no longer be enslaved to sin. And verse 7, since a person who has died is free from sin. Mm -hmm. So that, especially like those two verses in conjunction, like you will die, but now your life is free. Take pride in what is sure to die is like our old self is dying and Jesus, because Jesus died for us. So take pride in what is sure to die. Like you don't have to be a slave to that sin anymore. You can take pride in Jesus dying for you as a substitution. And Mm -hmm. yeah, I think it just like those two together to me is just like an even more complete picture of the gospel, which I love.
0: I love, you pull out like five verses for this chorus. I'm so (laughs) impressed. (laughs) That's awesome though. I love seeing how different people's brains work and connect Mm -hmm. things. (laughs) Yeah, so I wrote three things. Um, The first thing is the joy. This just reminds me of the joy of our resilience and the joy that God has given us in resilience. Um, Like, even the amount of times that you might have to sing this song, but the fact that you're still here singing the song is, like, proof that God has given us such resilience. Yeah, I just, taking pride in a human life is just, I'm just, I'm lately, I think, like, the past few years, so much has happened to everyone. And the fact that the vast majority of people, like, keep having the strength from God to continue on is like just incredible homage to God's power um and the hope that God provides because if this was just on us like yeah I don't even want to think about it
1: (laughs) oh no I mean that's what Psalm says I want to look it up really quick well and I'm not going to but there's a verse in Psalm that literally says like God if you desert me like if you're not there for me like game over, you know, like, <laughs> again, mm-hmm. not a literal translation there, yeah. but it's like that, it's true, like, if God is not for me, what can I do, like, yeah, I nothing, and so, yeah, absolutely.
0: Mm-hmm. And then I think the other big reason that I love this so much is it's always a good reminder of the temporal nature of everything, um, and I feel like I personally just try to live as much as I can with the finish line perspective. Um, not just getting caught up in daily life, but reminding myself that I will die. And so if we are sure to die, like just living actively knowing that, um, it doesn't have to be morbid. Like it can be very inspiring. And I think that's why it's something I want people to hear. Like when they stop by my Instagram page and also take pride in your life because you're important and we need Mm -hmm. you no one else can bring what you can to the world and yeah I don't know God
1: has a purpose for you like it says he knit you together in your mother's womb like before you even started your life God knew what your entire life was going to be like and he said like yes you are you're worth it I want you Mm -hmm. but that's another thing like during those seasons that I had to like shout at myself basically because it was like I know that that's true even though I do not feel that at all and so yeah that was something that was really helpful for me too like just these truths from God
0: and maybe also a reminder if you are struggling like it's not like God created you to get to that horrible point but this is just part of the bigger picture of your life and just mm-hmm. remembering that even if you're in the midst of it that's not the end of it right um i think maybe the hopelessness can come from why did you create me just to have me end up here as if that's the ending but it's not the ending so just mm-hmm. remembering that there's still so much else that you're going to do and that means it's not always going to be rough mm-hmm. so verse two unless you had anything else for the chorus nope, that's okay. of the chorus. this verse is probably where I get the most emotional just like Aww. personally I feel like I relate the most but Um, He says, I will fear the night again. I hope I'm not my only friend. Did you want me to start? (laughs) Sure. Um, I feel like night could be literal or metaphorical because similar to you, like I've had a lot of, as I've talked about before, like difficult seasons with nighttime where like sleeping troubles or um, just a lot of extra anxiety triggers at nighttime um, or feeling isolated easier to doubt it's easier to fear when you have nighttime around you so I didn't really have as many specifics for that because I felt like I would just be repeating what I've already talked about in previous podcasts but Mm -hmm. yeah I feel like I resonate a lot more recently with the I hope I'm not my only friend line um just showcasing how there can be a lot of self-doubt or low self-esteem with just like do people care Um, which is also a result of, like, hopelessness. And I don't remember what my full point was, but (laughs) Um, just I think it's very human to fear that um, maybe we don't mean as much to other people as we want to or just because we can get really stuck in our heads when we're in depression or anxiety or other panicked feelings.
1: Yeah, or even, like, that cycle of sin, too. This is this is Kate talking right now during our conversations before this, but Mm -hmm. um, it like reminded her, these two lines reminded her of the cycle of like letting people down and then, you know, feeling like it's getting better, but then letting people down again and just being afraid that people won't stick with us through this process of sanctification. Mm -hmm. Like we mentioned, it's really messy. It's dirty. It takes a long time. Yeah. Um, And so feeling like, oh, no one is going to like stick with me through this. No one's going to love me through this. I'm too unlovable or whatever else you might feel. It's that like cycle is that is like the cycle of of sin in our lives and so
0: I think that definitely yeah I felt that before with mental health where sometimes it can feel like you go through cycles like more often than other people and so when you get stuck in comparison you can feel a lot lower in self-esteem of like are they just going to get tired of like me having struggles all the time or which is not true. Yeah. Yeah,
1: but it's definitely like that's where the fear comes in. Yeah, for sure.
0: But I know this verse is also impactful for a lot of people because he like put Mm -hmm. an echo effect on his voice when he says only friend. So I just thought that was an interesting musical note as well. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. Um, So for I Will Fear the Night again, I think that there's just like a big, you know, darkness parallel there. And there's lots of darkness imagery in the Bible about it being sin or or whatever else. Um, and it also just reminds me of of Daniel in the lion's den, that whole story. Mm,
0: that's a good one. Um, mm-hmm. I
1: love Daniel. Um, so Daniel 623 says, when Daniel was brought up from the den, he was found to be unharmed for he trusted in his God. And I think that that I didn't even realize it until I just went through it again, thinking about this Fine, like that, the end of that, because it says for he trusted in his God. Like the mm-hmm. reason that he was safe was because he, he found trust in the Lord. Um, and I think that that's just a, a, such a helpful reminder for me too, that I have to, I have to trust in God to, to be the provider for me, to like save me and protect me and, and stuff like that. Like I don't have to have fear in the night because I trust God that, I trust that God will, will bring me through that. Mm -hmm. Um, for sure that's that's really important it just reminded me of that and i hope i'm not my only friend reminded me of proverbs 1824 there's a friend who sticks closer than a brother oh yeah jesus i posted that
0: about laura before
1: oh thank you (laughs) yeah it definitely is a double meaning kind of proverb you know like they're in general, there are friends who stick closer than, than brothers. Like family is not your only thing. You know, some families can be hard and, and stuff like that. But John mm-hmm. 15, 14 through 15, Jesus calls us his friends. And what an, an amazing friend we have in Jesus. And so I think that it also was talking about Jesus as a friend yes. who sticks closer than a brother, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I know that depression can, especially for me at least, it just causes feelings of being unloved or unlovable. And that's one of the hardest things to reframe. In the yeah. healing process is like that you are loved and that you are lovable, you know, those, mm-hmm. those kinds of like self-esteem issues, at least for me. And so I like this. It says, I hope I'm not my only friend, but sometimes, honestly, when I sing it, I'll say like, I know I'm not my only friend. And That's like, what the, Tyler does too. Yeah.
0: I forget when, but I heard him recently like do it and he said, I know, like he really emphasized the I know. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I'll do that mm-hmm. too. It's like a, praise God that I know I'm not my only friend. Like he has provided friends for me and he, even if he takes all my friends away, I know that he is still yeah my friend. Yeah.
0: That's a good perspective. Any other thoughts? That was so fast. <laughs> I feel like we zoomed through everything.
1: For verse two or for the whole song? Either. Either. Um, well, I don't know. For the whole song, it's just like, again, it's just meant so much to me, this song. If I hear it accidentally, I usually will start crying. Like if it just starts yeah. playing and I am w- not I'm not expecting it, I'll, I just start crying. Yeah, um, it's just like helped bring me through so much. Like it, God has used it as a tool for me, um, and like just you know the hope and truth that I have in Christ, along with this, like just got me through some really hard times. And like just praise God for that. Like for mm-hmm. what He's done in my life. Like for the healing that He's provided me, for the supports that He He provided me with too. Um and so yeah it's just my favorite 2000 yes. song of all time for sure.
0: I'm glad so. you got to join for it.
1: Oh thank you so much for <laughs> having
0: me. Um did you already share Isaiah 26:3? No. Okay well I wrote down as a whole. Um, Isaiah 26:3 says you keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. And I feel like at the end of the song it very much is like there's just this newfound peace and calm of um, just feeling comfort in the lullaby, which I really liked. I feel like it also is like he, he's finally going to get some good sleep. And I feel like normally sleep is seen as a negative thing, but this is the one time where everything's like calm. And I feel like it's an example of good sleep which is that rest we can rest easy in truth and sleep and contentment that only God can provide and a feeling of like that inner turmoil is coming to a close so we can just sleep in a healthy way. And I feel like a good example of that in my life was like when I really got to a point where I had felt a lot more healed with trauma and like I wrote down a poem and it was very cathartic and um, just that feeling of, you finally see God's progress and power in your life. And like after that, it's like maybe you like just resolved a conflict with someone or, and then the night after you just sleep so well. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's just perfect peace. And again, as a note for truce, um, I think the truce is also a symbol to stop fighting with yourself when it should be directed elsewhere and I feel like that transitions into blurry face. So, <laughs> oh my gosh, it does. Yeah, I feel like there's a lot more I could say about vessel, but I'm gonna save that for the album wrap up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I feel like this album is a lot more with about like, like coming to terms with how God can like ease you through trials. And then it, like, leads into, like, focusing more on where the trials are coming from and where you should be, like, combating. I don't know. It kind of, like, the more I think about it, the two albums float together well. hmm Yeah. So, I can't believe we're almost done with Vessel. Oh, my gosh, right now. Um,
1: oh, my favorite album.
0: Vessel is your favorite?
1: Yes. Nice.
0: Well, I think that's about everything any parting words? (laughs) No pressure. Um, I mean,
1: my parting words is the same as always. I just am so glad that you're doing this. And I think that you're providing help for so many people. And I just love that God has gifted you with a passion for this and, and the ability and creativity to do this. And you've been such a blessing in my life. And I'm just so happy that you get to bless other people's lives too. And that other people get to know my friend, Anna. So
0: thank you. <laughs> I'm glad people have gotten to know you and Kate too. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Multiple podcasts. <laughs> so, I want to hear from you. You can email entrenchedpodcast at gmail.com with the written account of your 21 Pilots story or your favorite memories you have related to the band. Um, maybe you have an emotional truce encounter at a concert. I would love to know. Um, you can also reach out with an episode request if you want to analyze a song, video, or album with me. For example, the Vessel album wrap-up is very soon, so if you'd like to join, let me know. And if you'd like to contribute to the analysis we've already covered, you can join the podcast Facebook group by searching Entrench Podcast Group. You can find Entrench on Podbean, Verbal, Spotify, Apple Music, and Amazon Music. On Instagram, you can find me at entrench underscore pod. I look forward to hearing from all of you. Tune in next time for the Truce music video. Thank you so much for listening, friends. Stay alive and remember, entrench, you're not alone.